0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It was the Ryan Show in Hamilton for Rangers yesterday As they got the job done to keep up the pressure at the top Celtic did their part with relative ease Putting four past Livingston And the dawn of a new era with boardroom changes And new investment at Aberdeen I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Neck and neck Nip and tuck Tighter than two coats of paint Celtic and Rangers are giving us a league season to savour But there will now be a short intermission for European football And with no end in sight to the drama of it all Celtic have never topped a qualification group at its conclusion But they could do that with a win over Wren on Thursday And wouldn't Jermaine Defoe just love to dump Dick Advocates Feyenoord on the same night Advocate Ben Defoe at Sunderland wouldn't he just love to have his revenge in the Netherlands? What goes around, Alec? You know what I'm saying? Comes around, Hugo. Yeah. Now, it was a good weekend of football again. Uh, the big two picked up maximum points. A big win for Samarin as well, Gordon, off the bottom of the table. Hibs up to the top six. Hearts battered by Kilmarnock. And a big win for Partick Thistle Getting a draw against uh, Celtic in the next round Yeah the Scottish Cup of course Some fantastic results Some interesting ties in the next mm. round Rangers at home to Stranraer uh, Celtic away to Partick Thistle uh, St Mirren I don't know Did that even go down as a banana skin? I'm sure they'd be overwhelming favourites at home um, BSC Glasgow Hugh We'll get oh. to them all later on I'm sure But in the meantime The number you need is 01419511025 The Twitter handle you need If that's your preferred mode of communication Is at Clyde SSB and the other thing is to not hang around Don't waste any time Get involved Let us know what you made Of all the weekend's big talking points In the company of Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray Until 8 o'clock But it is Monday night It's that time on a Monday night Where we put you on the spot Hugh Keevans And get your First of all Result of the weekend I am giving it to BSC Glasgow oh, Who went to East Fife Who are third In Division 1 East Fife scored three goals On their own ground But no BSC Glasgow scored four And now go into the next round They are my result of the weekend My result of the weekend is St Mirren And the manner in which they got it In the 88th minute they've come out with a wonder goal uh, To get the three points And up off the bottom, Gordon So a crucial victory uh, yeah. Okay, what about your goal of the weekend, Hugh Keevans? Well, I listened to Jim Goodwin, the St Mirren manager Say a draw would not have been good enough Against Ross County and he feared that the team might have been booed off the park in Paisley And then up popped Sam Foley And his finish was exquisite And it brought all three points to Paisley He's the man for me Some decent efforts this weekend yes. It must be said Alex Which one stood out for you? You have to pick one Yeah it was easy enough for me to, to go with Ryan Kent Gordon I thought you know we were looking for a bit of quality on the day The step over onto his weaker foot and a Scud missile into the top corner. Scud missile. Oh, okay. it was a pile driver. That, and, and you know, a I technical love, term. I love goals for distance. You do. And, and and it was technically brilliant. So I have to give it a ranking. Right. This one requires a bit more thinking, as always. Hugh, your howler of the weekend. Is it a sitter in front of goal? Is it a goalkeeping mistake? A refereeing oversight? It can be anything you want. Your howler of the weekend. As they always say in Glasgow, I knew his feather. Colin Hendry's boy, Callum. What was he thinking about when he clattered into Lewis Ferguson and took St Johnston down to nine men against Aberdeen yesterday when Tommy Wright says you're guilty? Oh boy, you must be guilty. 
I'm going for a, a double howler. Uh, firstly, Kevin Clancy's miss for the handball. It's uh, your stonewall penalty. So Aberdeen should have got the penalty 100%. for the handball. It's from... as clear as you're going to get. And for the officials, I say it's Kevin Clancy, but the linesman got to help him out also. But the miss directly after it by uh, Niall McGinn to miss the target from three or four yards is ooh, howler. 0141-951-1025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Monday night, your weekend review starts right here. Uh, it makes sense to start with certainly yesterday's matches. The big one in Hamilton uh, was Rangers' visit to the Ackies. Rangers winning in the end. So perfect time for you Ackies and Rangers fans to get involved. Quite simply, what did you make of it? What did you make of the game? Was it deserved victory and a comfortable three points? Rangers fans, would you have been expecting a bit more from the performance or is that just the nature of the beast when you go to these places and perhaps what about the standout players as well 01419511025 Stephen Gerrard says it was a mixed performance from his side in Hamilton he says they did show signs of quality at times uh, but also believes they didn't uh, defend well enough it's another positive result uh, three points away from home uh, against a team that I thought were very competitive and, and gave the manager everything they had so I think you've got to pay Hamilton um, a lot of respect and credit. I thought our performance was very mixed. I thought at times we we looked like we had a lot of quality and we, we created a lot of chances, but at times we looked a bit vulnerable as well. Um, certainly, uh, I think the edgy moments that come at the end of the game because the scorelines are 2-1 um, is probably because we either haven't been ruthless enough or we haven't defended well enough. So it's never nice when it's just 2-1. Uh, so... I think the learning from us is we have to be better in the final third to go and kill teams off better. Um, and then obviously you take away the last 15 minutes where it becomes a little bit a little bit edgy. Well, you know, I think the quality of the goals that Rangers scored perhaps covered up for the fact that it was a fairly ropey performance in places. The finish from Kent uh, was absolutely terrific. The way he scored the third goal for Rangers was clever as well. Ryan Jack's goal was cute. The whole object of the exercise is to stay neck and neck, nip and tuck, tighter than two coats of paint. And that was achieved by Rangers. They got the three points. Alex, we've been here before and I suspect we'll be here again at some stage. How much emphasis do you give on the fact that it was three points job done? And how much emphasis do you put perhaps towards a performance that could have been better in places? Yeah, I think you sum it up fairly well there, Gordon. I think in terms of the points, it was crucial, you know... uh, Celtic done the job on the Saturday It was important for them to respond Rangers and they did do um, I, I agree with a lot of what Stephen Gerrard says They have to be more ruthless in the roundabout the box Particularly in the first half when they have so much of the ball You're looking for that little bit of quality And who touches on Kent's goal And that does open it up uh, You know that bit of magic uh, I think the second half Rangers didn't have enough control of the game For long spells And once it is 2-1 you're running a risk You know there was moments within uh, that second half Particularly you know When the ball comes round the face If it's not a touch From um, Kamara Then ultimately The boys get an absolute tap in. And, and when you look you, at this I notice you both Let Mikael Miller off He was not yes, part of your uh, Howler of the weekend I just felt the touch May well have okay. Threw him a little bit And Generous. tried to cut slack But in the grand scale of things I look at some of the Defending in the second half Where Rangers are wide open You've got centre halves Trying to play one twos and I don't think you can afford to do that against better opposition or you will get calved open. Uh, and I think the the third goal kind of gives it a, a better scoreline than it probably should have been because I thought on the day, I thought Rangers were a bit lacklust. 
Well, that's what Alex Ray thinks We've heard what Hugh Keevans thinks Stephen Gerrard believes it was a mixed performance But what about you? 01419511025 James in Barhead, what did you make of it? Good evening guys um, Yeah, I thought a couple of wee things about yesterday's game um, I think the, the shots for distance now are becoming a lot better With Ryan Jack over the last couple of weeks Ken's hit the post a couple of, twi- uh, couple of times as well Plus the one he put in last night And I think it's a way to address these teams Because uh, Hamilton had a great effort in the first half it's stopping us and although they had a go at us in the second half I just think the, the work that Gerald doing in the midfield now so rather than getting the touches in the box the guys are more confident striking for a distance and I think that's kind of telling now um, because I felt sorry for Defoe yesterday I thought um, his movement was decent but just when he had so many shots round about him it was just difficult to, to kind of find the space but I think Gerald something seems a lot better from last season certainly that I mean, we're scoring more goals from outside the box now. Morelos gets an awful lot of publicity, and justifiably so. But when a club in Rangers' financial position, having posted losses of £11 million not so very long ago, when they pay £7 million for a player, that player has to be central to what you have in mind for the immediate future. And Ryan Kent... Yesterday showed what he can deliver It's not going to be just about Morelos If Ryan Kent can maintain that kind of form He is huge for Rangers before the end of the season James makes the general point Alex About shooting from distance And I'm not giving you credit for this No way am I giving you credit for it But way back last year Way back last year when Ryan Kent burst onto the scene I remember you saying multiple times on the show The thing you would like to see more from him Is when he gets in those positions on the outside of the box To get out his feet and get a shot away Like I say, no chance you're getting the credit for it But do you feel like Rangers in general Whether it be Ryan Kent and and Ryan Jack Maybe other players as well Do you feel like it's something you're seeing more of? Well, firstly, the Ryan Jack um, If you go to Ryan Jack last year he wouldn't have been in around about 18 to 20 yards. He was playing so much deeper, Gordon. So I think that's a theme that Ryan Jack has developed more this year. Hence the reason why he's broken into the Scotland squad. He's playing, and I think he's playing at a better level because he has the ability to step forward and score goals. You've seen two goals against uh, Ross County a couple of weeks ago. You saw it at the weekend. And plus he's bringing more creativity in around the box. So I, I think that's a positive for Rangers. Uh a young uh, Jack, uh, Ryan Kent, sorry. I've been saying for ages uh, I listened to him It's interesting I listened to an article uh, When he was post-match Saying that goals Is no the be-all and end-all If I was him I would be setting myself A target of a minimum Of 10 goals To 15 goals a season Because he has That in his locker He's seen it yesterday He's hit the post And I think when he Drives past people If he shoots more People will engage him more So then that frees up For a wee slide rule pass To the movement for Defoe and it gets people thinking Whereas last year If he's looking to do The little give and go And the little slide passing People are always going to Try and hold their position So you're trying to play Cat and mouse with them And I think by what he did yesterday It'll get people thinking And, and as I said I think there's so much more To this boy's development What are you saying James? Sorry folks Yeah yeah. It was just I think it's um, Yeah I completely agree I think Ryan Kent's um, Adding a dimension to the game And it does free up Some more space um, For other players um, I was just thinking, do you think it is um, sort of coincidence that people like Ryan Jack, etc., were better for distance when you've got people like McAllister and uh, Gerard teaching them who could hit a fair shot themselves? Or do you think it's, I'd say, just coincidence? Well, no, I don't think it's coincidence, James. You've highlighted the fact that uh, Gary McAllister and Stephen Gerrard uh, were no stranger to that type of goal. I'll never forget being in the Millennium Stadium. 
When Steven Gerrard saved Liverpool From losing the cup final FA Cup final to West Ham With a magnificent strike Yeah Uh, So You know If they were famed for that kind of thing uh, It's not unnatural that they would pass it on Or pass any tips on to to those that they are coaching Hugh I, I take uh, James's point on board there In terms of With the two guys Because they scored goals In abundance Throughout their career One of the key things I think for Rangers Is uh, Stephen Davis You, He has done it Over the years as well Where he stepped forward and, and he's quite comfortable Having a shot And in general When you play against teams That have low blocks In, in years gone by And, and a lot, lot more limited now But he still has the ability To skip past someone Which frees up space if you look at the game yesterday And James mentioned it When it's so narrow And there's so many bodies In the width of the box You're trying to do Give and goes And that's when you need Your full backs To then get down the side And then get balls mm. Into the box So these are all facets That you have to find The answers And I think by Ryan Jack Stephen Davis like that, Stepping forward It opens up the door more James stay where you are And we'll get your thoughts On this one Stephen Gerrard believes Ryan Kent's first goal Was world class Yesterday a world class strike He says they need to be Patient with him though He's not up to full speed yet uh, but believes they do need more displays from him like that one. I thought he was terrific today for large parts of it. You know, his, his first goal is an absolute world-class strike. So, you know, in any game, if you score a goal like that on your so-called weak side, you deserve a lot of credit for it. The second one is is a composed finish, which we have been working a lot on with him. With him. Um, but that's what he's got to keep doing. Um, providing them moments that help his teammates get maximum points. As his manager, I know everyone will get excited with the two goals today, and, and rightly so, he, he deserves the headlines. But for m- for my sake, I think we have to be patient. He's still searching for match fitness and sharpness, and a hundred percent being at it. And near his own words, so you know, when once we get him a little bit more tuned in and more sharper, I think you'll see more moments and more displays like today. But um, it's the exact reason why. The fans all wanted them here And it's the, the exact reason why us as a staff were desperate To, to, to get the deal done Because um, he's, he's such an important player to us James, is that the, the sort of next step for Ryan Kent? I think everyone is more than aware that he's got that in his locker Is it about when it being that match winner time and time again And ultimately that's when you become the, the £7 million player? Yeah, definitely I think he's, um, as Alex said If he starts hitting 10, 15 goals a season I probably actually think he's good enough to do more than that but certainly one step at a time and I think he's um, if he starts doing that then you're between him and the front line you're getting 70 goals maybe 60, 70 goals a season that's that's a league winning type, uh, type of figures um, I just think I seen him last uh, yesterday as well he seemed to go far more central a lot more often although he was out wide and him and Barisic were working well I see me go in behind or just in between the two centre halves then behind the midfield to try and pick up a, sort of the ball at the edge of the box so I don't know if that was something but, um, intentional But you know, I think he's good enough to play anyway Across the front in my opinion James, I, shows, I, Sorry Hugh, I was yeah. just about to say I think that's a theme by Rangers Where they try to get an overload centrally And that's why I was saying Because it becomes so narrow Because the the midfield four of Hamilton Then narrow in Hugh Because there's just so many bodies And it frees up the flanks But he is so clever that he can skip past Now I remember yesterday when he hit the post One of the friends texts me and says Why did the opposition not show him on his left foot? And then obviously they step over and that's the quality that he actually brings. But I think one of the things that Stephen Gerrard actually mentioned there, Hugh, that's really important is uh-huh. the composure. Yeah. Because he gets into some brilliant areas and there was a, a period after about 10 or 15 minutes where he had a shot and it rebounded him for the second bite of the cherry and he lashed it over the bar. And I think that's what they're talking about in terms of teaching him that composure. He shows the, sh- the, the scale of his repertoire. The first goal 
is the definition of spectacular. The next goal he scores is the definition of subtlety. So that's what he's capable of. That's what £7 million gets you. And that's why you invest your faith in him to make a huge difference to what goes on between now and the end of the season. That's the, the positives very much, Alex. Yeah. Stephen Gerrard mentions the other side of it. He wasn't overly impressed with the defending. That clearly showed itself up yes. most so at Hamilton's goal. Analyse that for us. Tell us a bit about well, what you think could have been better. I think uh, I said yesterday I felt as if Glenn Kamara, he's obviously a young midfielder and he is technically very good. Now, one of the things as a midfielder when you're engaging with somebody wider, Gordon, is the distance you get between the guy who's crossing it and yourself. You have to get your body in the line where you feel as if it's going to cross. You know, if it's going to be whipped round the face, you would defend more towards the byline. And you have to have an awareness where you feel as if it's going. And he dangles a half-hearted leg. So that, for me, is very easy to allow in your danger area. And then when you look at the distance from the, the shy line, the ball effectively travels beyond the back post to Steve Davis, uh, Stephen Davis, and he heads it back into play. Now, Connor Golson has seen that travel the best part of 40-odd yards, and he doesn't adjust himself to even, if he's not even getting there, at least try and back in to try and ricochet away from danger because it allows him just to drop it into a danger zone, whereas Borna Barisic is going away from a danger zone and he doesn't smell that danger. And then, obviously, the, the boy Smith... Hits a shot And I think it was Holanda got a really important block And then there's a, The rebound to that So mm. it's, there's three phases To that Where I feel as if They can do so much better 01419511025 That's the number James and Barhead dialed Thank you very much James uh, For kicking us off tonight Celtic With a convincing performance Against Livingston On Saturday Much of the buzz Yet again Following the game Was about that young man Jeremy Frimpong All of a sudden Saturday's show Burst into life With callers saying that's it. He he ha- he has to play in the, in the cup final against Rangers. Other people mm. seem a bit more cautious. Maybe if El Hamed is fit, he's the experienced head and all the rest of it. What do you make of Jeremy Frimpong right now? Let us know. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and we'll hear from Neil Lennon after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, looking back on all the weekend's biggest talking points. It's 0141-951-1025 and the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Various tweets coming in, as you can imagine. Hugh Keevens, yeah. a quick selection of the above. Uh, Wolfman says Rangers far better with possession this year They need to learn to break through teams that park the bus Like Hamilton and Sunday and take more shots uh, Like Jack did What else have we got on here as well uh, Scott says good result in the end But Ali McCoist was spot on uh, Oh must have been on television as the final whistle went The defending was keystone cops Especially from the number two as usual And Goldson who's been hesitant and indecisive this season Just as well we had Kent P.S. Die Hard is a Christmas movie (laughs) We are not going down that road again We get caught up in quite the debate on Saturday Um, So there we go That's at Clyde SSB on Twitter Let's hear from Neil Lennon He says there was not a single weakness In the Celtic performance on Saturday He says the team's giving him everything And was delighted they kept on pushing for more goals Yeah, very powerful Not only, you know, their fitness levels And the, the way they... You know, battled for second balls today, but the football was, you know, superb. And um, it's a very comprehensive win against a, a tough team to beat at times. But I thought we were outstanding today. And you know, off the back of the two week sort of sabbatical with the internationals, it's always a worry where you maybe lose a bit of momentum. But there was no no sign of that today at all. There was some 
Outstanding individual performances again, you know, Fring Pong, Julian, McGregor, you know, Brian Forrest, you know, was, I can name them all really, there isn't one weakness out there today, so I'm absolutely thrilled with that. These games can bait you, our professionalism and, you know, the intent they had today was, was top class. And we asked them at half time again, could you go and, you know, you know pile on the pressure and, and keep the goals coming and... I thought they'd declare the three and then they'd go 93rd minute and get another one. So they're giving me everything, another clean sheet as well. So at the minute, you know, to pick up where we left off is very pleasing and a great start to this block of games we've got coming up. What are you all making of young Jeremy Frimpong and his performances at the moment? Because Neil Lennon believes the one against Livingston was one of the best right-back displays he's seen at the club for years. What do you think? 01419511025. I think you've got to, you know, you... Yeah, they relish it or fear it, so relish it, you know what I mean, it's it's great and it, maybe it's something new for some of the players but I think they're taking on the challenge well and I think the fans are enjoying it as well. There will be anxious moments as we go along, you know, there'll be dips and troughs but at the minute we're in a very strong position and, and playing brilliantly but we know there's always a, there can be a, a a blue power performance around the corner, you know, but we're prepared for that as well. Jeremy, you're running out of things to say about. Uh, he's amazing, you know. I have to say, you know, that performance in in isolation is one of the best I've seen from him right back at Celtic, and at everything, you know, pace, power, assists, you know, shots on goal, recovery runs, defended well. For a kid at 18 to come in in a, a daunting environment like this, he's. He's handling it brilliantly, but his talent is unequivocal at the minute. You know, he's just in, he's made us better. There's no question that. Well, for me, from a Celtic perspective, that is the quote of the weekend. Celtic have won the last nine domestic trophies on the bounce. That is unprecedented in the history of our game. And yet, Neil Lennon can say that an 18-year-old makes them better. Now, that speaks volumes for how highly he rates Jeremy Frimpong. And... When Alison asked him about how Jeremy Frimpong is handling all of this There's no problem And I read a quote from Frimpong himself He is as entertaining in the press room As he is on the pitch for me And he said I was born for this Now For an 18 year old Who is not from this country He's Dutch To come in and to assert himself as he has done it is an astonishing piece of business on Celtic part to get an 18-year-old like that for a, a few hundred thousand pounds. Okay, let's get some views on the phone then. 01419511025. John is a Celtic fan. He's first up. How impressed have you been with Frimpong, John? Is he good enough to play in the, that cup final if everyone's fit? <clears throat> Certainly, Gordon. Uh, I think he, he's played his way into the team. And a lot of people were maybe saying, oh, what about against Ryan Kent? Well, to me, Ryan Kent would be more to, wor- more to worry about than uh, what you call Crimpong's got to worry about, you know what I mean? And I know that maybe he's not been tested, but as Neil Lennon is here, he, he gets back, he's pasty burn as well, so he, he can get back as well, you know what I mean? So he can. But uh, I think if, it's, if he's. Even if a Hamed's fit, I don't know if if, he should, if Neil should play him. I, I, I think Hamed's been one of the fines of the season, but I mean, this wee boy's just, this wee boy's some player, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's really, he's bums off seats, you know what I mean? He's absolutely, he's a joy to watch, so he is. So I think, I, think I, he's into the team. I think I understand the way that people think here, and John, you're very firmly in the Frimpong camp, 
But those who are not would say, well, El Hamed has experience. El Hamed is not a teenager. But I looked at the Manchester United game yesterday, Alec, against Sheffield United, and there's Brandon Williams scoring for Man United. He's 18. He's playing in the English Premier League. So if Jeremy Frimpong thinks he's born for this and is not phased by any of it, then... Let him go Alex you have to assume yeah. Just for the benefits Of our little debate That El Hamed is fit Because right? he might not be in Therefore yeah. it becomes A different discussion But if El Hamed is fit And Frimpong is both fit Can can Frimpong get the nod And go in yeah, the cup doubt, final Without doubt I think uh, John Said there You know He's just a young boy However I think when you look At his performances uh, I think when you Get the manager Coming out and Reassuring everyone That he makes you better You know Then there's obviously A decision to make uh, And then it will come down to El Hamed, how many games he's played between now and then? There's a couple of games prior to that, Gordon, where Frimpong can actually cement it, you know, for himself. But I think it's a good position for Neil Lennon to be in. He speaks about uh, where Celtic are as a, a team at the moment. You know, they're full of power. Uh, their p- individual performances are good. So Celtic are in a very good place. In, of course you can. Hi, Alec. Um, what do you think about Neil? Uh, sorry, Griffiths. Do you think Neil uh, Wee Griffiths can get back to his best for Scotland? <laughs> Listen, it'll be. I think for for him and everybody connected with Celtic, it'll be desperate to get him back to the level he was because I think a couple of years ago you're looking at forty goals. You know, last year I think it was six or seven, which wasn't really great. And he's obviously off the field stuff. He looks as if he's back playing. Uh, he has to get back and compete at a level now and get the game time. That I think that's a key thing for. Uh, Lee Griffiths is to get that game time because if he's sitting week after week, because for me, Edward starts every time. Every time And you look at the way That Neil sets up his team Everything revolves round about that And we, we said at the weekend If they go 2 or 3-0 up Celtic They will bring Griffiths on We called it And he did it But I think It's a game time How do you get him Match time and up to speed Because When you do call upon him If he's not got that match time With that ring rusty There are a couple of opportunities At the weekend Where fitly Griffiths Would have scored The reason why I don't think John That Alec can answer your question Or I can answer your question Or even Lee Griffiths can answer your question Is that we're not just talking about Matters physical We're talking about matters psychological And he's had a tough time in his life For over a year now And he has to conquer The demons And get himself back into Physical shape The, the, the kind of shape he was in before all this happened to him So every Everyone wishes Lee Griffiths Every success in the world but he has a long road to go. On you go, John. Hi, Alec. See, I listen to you all night, mate. Right, and uh, a lot of right, I've got a lot of fans that are uh, support the team you support, right? Yeah. But they want to know. You seem to have come out with a, a statement last day about uh, investment. Will you not come out and tell us who it is? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I was told that there would be a share issue uh, at the turn of the year. And there will also be investment uh, going forward out with that. So that was what I was told at the time. Are you so you're unwilling to tell us who told you, or 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 both. Where, so you actually so you don't actually know where it's coming from. It's th- no, as this has been pa- so that that detail hasn't been no, passed on to no, you. No, no, I don't. I don't know where that. The second part of your question, mm-hmm. I don't know where it's coming from. I just like to believe that there's going to be investment. Is that this not maybe a, a to give the fans hope because you're the money that's worth losing? Yeah, but you're saying that you're actually saying that, John, that they're losing. The actual uh, directors are picking up the tab for that. They are actually offsetting that against their shares. So, you know, 
they, if they, yeah, if but I think I think what John's maybe meaning is it's clearly not an, an ideal situation. So I think that's perhaps what John means rather than worrying about the you know a couple of the the words that he uses. Yeah, but they've been losing money for years, Gordon. So why did I not come out with that at? Uh, mitigate what John's argument is there You know I could have come out with that two years ago Three years ago This information just came to me in the last couple of weeks So I threw that out there John only time will tell I know people will be desperate for it not to happen From a particular side of the city But I'm only telling you what I was actually led to believe That that was the case Time will tell That's a fair way of summing up Thank you very much to John uh, In Coatbridge It's 0141 Paul is on Twitter Hugh at Clyde SSB oh. He says Frimpong was superb on Saturday mm. Full of energy tricks Youth has nothing to do with it If you're good enough You're in Remember Paul McStay at that age And he played Is that fair? Do we, do we even Do we need to mention his age Anymore yeah, really? But, but some people Some are obsessed by age You're either too young Or you're too old uh, At 30 Some people think You're clinically dead uh, So you, you have to get that Out of your head As I say Kieran Tierney Was in the Celtic team At Frimpong's age Now I'm not for one second Comparing Jeremy Frimpong With Kieran Tierney However Purely and simply On the question of age If Tierney was in the team Why can't Frimpong do, be? Do you know the, the great thing About a young guy coming through? I think it infuses the fans You yeah. look at the reaction to this young guy Because he is young See if he was 25 People are going My okay We expect that But because he's so young He's putting in the performances And there's a recognition That he has a right good Promising talent here uh, we, we are also obsessed by money And people Who support Celtic and Rangers Are always looking for Marquee signings And big bucks Ryan Kent £7 million Johnson Edward £9 million And along comes an 18 year old Who cost I think £350,000, which is Celtic's equivalent of small change. And that's why it, on a weekly basis, becomes more and more of an astonishing piece of business. And that's what will make the build-up to the cup final so fascinating, Alex. And I'm sure sure we'll get to it in in full detail as time goes on. Because people are quite right to point out, well, if Jeremy Frimpong plays in the cup final, it's worth bearing in mind that he'll face in Ryan Kent, presumably a tougher test than he will against playing against, say, Livingston, for instance. But as people have been tweeting and calling in, that also is... Perhaps to, to, to Celtic's advantage Absolutely. That whoever Rangers play out there Gets pinned back by Frimpong And the way he rampages up and down So it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating battle When it eventually comes Gordon, around Gordon I think that's actually uh, Across the board When you look at all the kind of permutations You look at the Rangers midfield currently Getting plenty of you know, Ryan Jack Davis Kamara and Then you look at Celtic with a familiar You've got Christie Brown And uh, McGregor so you've got all these You've got the left hand side as well If Bolingoli's playing there Who's going to kind of take him Because he'll bomb forward So whoever there matches You've got Morelos coming back to the fold How they're centre-halves Edward against the Rangers The permutations are brilliant And it's it, it, Listen everybody's desperate For this cup final to come around uh, A lot of football to be played Before yeah, then What have we got A Europa League week Then a cup final Then another Europa League week well, as I say, um, Celtic have never won A qualification group And they are Possibly one game away from doing so Rangers can join them In the last 32 uh, If they beat The Cadvocat side In the Netherlands Fantastic do, midweek so, Do you want to know What it really means though Forget the Europa League 
Forget the cup final Do you know what this all really means Hugh? It means we work overtime on a Sunday 27 straight days of Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard <laughs> starting today You just say it's not about the money Brilliant Kerr Ching I can see your eyes with pound signs in I'm sure Christmas is coming out with six grandkids <laughs> Right 01419511025 This is the perfect time to get in touch You can tweet at Clyde SSB as well Because we're going to get some travel with Amber And then we could be hearing from you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com It's Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are looking back As always on a Monday To all the weekend's big talking points I should say congratulations To Glasgow City Winning a thrilling Women's Scottish Cup final yesterday A 4-3 win Against Hibs at Tynecastle Bringing that trophy back along the M8 So well done to all involved in that one uh, What else jumped out at you from the weekend? You've maybe shown your hand already Some of the, some of the cup ties for me uh, St Mirren's win in the manner the last couple of minutes uh, Hibs up to the, the top six uh, They'll be looking to try and kick on And the dismal I was actually going to go for my howler uh, Hearts To lose three goals in 15 minutes is a shambles yeah, I mean, Hugh, we'll try and hear from uh, Jim Goodwin a bit later on in the show So if St Mirren fans, if you've, you've got any thoughts on that win And how important it might be, then feel free to get them in That that was huge it's, yeah. it's, oh, two, two different ways of looking at it Yes, it's maybe easy to say when you've won the game But fair play to Jim Goodwin Because it's not often you hear a manager so early in the season Actually saying, no, we needed to win that You know, a point actually wasn't, uh, yeah. Yeah. wasn't enough Well, we've got four teams down at the bottom One third of the league all on 11 yeah. points That's how tight it is going to be And that's why Jim knew the importance of Sam Foley's goal uh, And they've got a big game tomorrow Against Hibbs In Paisley uh, It would be a psychological boost Of monumental proportions If St Mirren could win that match But Jack Ross Back in Paisley Well he did a good job for St Mirren uh, He too is looking to kick on after the win over Motherwell. So and then for, I was going to say for Jack Ross himself, Alex, yes. you always talk about new managers coming in and the importance of getting that win quickly so that people yes. buy into what you're doing. There's one thing talking about the fans yes. buying in, but for the players as well. And they weren't up against a poor side. They were up against a Motherwell yeah. team who've been going well and actually played well yes. on Saturday as well. So for Jack Ross to get the three points, massive. Yeah, without doubt. I, he mentioned prior to kick off as well that he felt as if, uh, you know, oh, it's a home game and things. And you obviously have two scenarios there. You lose it and then the fans go, here we go again. But the important thing was that he won. But I find it fascinating. You've got guys like Cam Berry coming out and going, what a manager he is and oh. things. He's only been there a couple of days. <laughs> and you think to yourself, why did you not get behind your old manager in the same kind of... Meanwhile... Well, to be fair, maybe the old manager never played Camberry and Doidge up front and got the results that Eddie May and now Jack Sh- Ross have should got. Should that alter your uh, kind of attitude towards playing the game? It alters results, though. Yeah, but it's, it's, he's obviously lost faith with that manager, but you should still put a shift in, Gordon. And, and by the way, I think my memory serves me right, did they not follow up with the previous manager as well at one point? Maybe what about that Scottish Cup draw, Hugh? Sorry, I was just going yeah. to mention some of them. I mean, St Mirren, whilst we're talking about them, Broxburn Athletic, well done to them for getting through. Their prize is a trip to Paisley. For BSC Glasgow, the giant killing against these five, Hugh... A real double-edged sword Because it brings a tie With East Kilbride So yeah. for both teams It's winnable But you've got to have A degree of sympathy Because I'm sure They were both hoping For the, the money the spinner one, yes. And one of them Of course <laughs> will Now have to miss out On that in the, well, the next round look at Patrick Thistle They play Pennycook Athletic The score In the first minute And then Apparently Are so bad They get booed off At half time And that first minute goal Is the only goal But 
But into the next round, and who did he get? Celtic, full house, lots of money, lovely jumbly. Dundee United's uh, a good one, sort of. I was just yeah. about to say, Dundee United versus uh, Hibs looks a, a good tie as well. If you are and Budge, Hearts versus Airdrie, you're thinking formality, oh, no. formality, oh, no. surely. Well, well, is there a formality about Hearts now? Uh, and Budge has got a lot to do now because I think that Austin McPhee, any slender chance he had of being the manager, disappeared with the three goals in 16 minutes at Kilmarnock. Next game up for them in the league Rangers at Ibrooks. Oh dear uh, Those ties will be played over the weekend of the 18th and 19th of January So quite a distance to go Just a couple of others I certainly can't read them all Aberdeen at home to Dumbarton Dundee at home to Motherwell What else have we missed? We told you Rangers, Stranraer and Partick Thistle Celtic Hamilton Aki's Edinburgh City Quite a difference in the divisions in that one as well um, Queen's Park had a good one at the weekend Gordon, can they beat Kilmarnock down there? Mm, no Bridge too far? Yeah, uh, certainly not if Kilmarnock play like they did in the first 15 yeah. minutes on yeah. Saturday anyway let's go back to the phones 01419511025 that's the number you need uh, might be worth keeping a hold of that we've got a good prize coming up for you in the second hour of tonight's show uh, and we're going to do that all week as well so stay tuned for that but let's speak to John Paul who's first up tonight hi John Paul evening panel hello how's it going I'm just listening to the show there you know and there's, there's three points I'll get, I'll get them across as quick as I can you know uh I'm actually loving the buzz about being back about Scottish football. Uh, and when I say the buzz, you know, and you mentioned that Celtic Rangers of neck and neck. Um, I've got a few fans who disagree with me, uh, like Celtic fans who disagree with me, that they watch Rangers results. Rangers fans watch their results. That's what it's back to, you know, through them knitting tuck, um, testing some of the full wings, trying to up. Um, Celtic already qualified for Europe. Uh, their performance has been brilliant. Rangers have a chance to go in and do it. Uh, Holding their own in, in, in another tough league in, in Europe, you know, it's, it's amazing for Scottish football to see. You know, uh, in fact, being uh, you know, under Rodgers a few times, I was very, very confident they go to cup finals. You know, this one, I'm still confident that we'll get over the line, but it's not, it's not, it's not um, a game. It's no, certainly know that we know that it's going to be a test. You know, another one, another point quickly um, is the Simpong. You know, El Hamid is played at Ibox, you know, and they put Bauer right in the, well, they made the substitute put Bauer on. You know, that's changed now. Uh, I think El Hamid come back to fitness. Why doesn't Neil and me this? They won't put a young boy in who's relishing. Relishing playing first-team football. He's relishing playing, you know. I watched a lot in Celtic, uh, a lot of the interviews, you know, and Jeremy Finkpong, again, this is a massive shout to Scott Brown. He, he, he speaks how Scott Brown came him in his first training session. He invites him into his dinner for his house for dinner, you know, he's taking one of these ring boys like that, McGregor, you need them in your team, near beat on, he mentioned your beat on, has been amazing, you know, just the experience. Uh, and quickly, my last point, um, it did get a lot of, again, I was arguing with my friends about this, I would love, you know, Celtic, Celtic um, I've got Edward up top, it's amazing to have him, he's a top quality player, you know, but see for somebody like Sam Cosgrove, I would love to see Celtic make a big run in January, just test the water, see who would come, you know, he's getting a lot of um, interest within England, but he's playing with Aberdeen, he's scoring over 20 goals already, you know, I think if he's playing with a team like Celtic who's creating their chances, would he be a good option? Would he be good for Neil Lennon? Take, that, take that one first, Hugh. That's an interesting point. Well, uh, Aberdeen would put a heavy price on his head. I don't think it's a price that Celtic would be willing to pay, although I do think they need to bring in another striker. Yes, they have uh, Edouard and he's in terrific form and uh, everyone hopes that Lee Griffiths can come back in a meaningful way. But I still think Celtic need another one in. But Kilmarnock will ask um, Aberdeen rather will ask a price That I don't think Celtic Would be willing to pay And also on a day when 
Aberdeen have announced that as of December 16, Stuart Milne will step down as chairman and Dave Cormack will come in and there'll be uh, an arrangement, a strategic partnership, as they call it, with an American club, Atlanta United. I don't think Aberdeen would be in the market for selling players in this window. Two different, well, a few different ways of splitting this up, Alex. Yep. First of all, as Hugh mentions, Aberdeen, rightly or wrongly, have dug their heels in and turned down very big bids for guys like Scott McKenna. So that suggests yes. that they can do it. They can turn it Absolutely. down if they want. Um, the other side is simply the footballing side. Can you see why guys like John Paul are phoning shows like this yeah. and and saying that yeah, you know what, I fancy a bit of that Sam Cosgrove. He is uh, totally different to anything that uh, Celtic have. He gives them, what is he, 6 3. He's a giant and he terrorises people. He gets goals as well. So if you were supplying him, I, I believe he would do even better than now. Whether Aberdeen would sell him at the moment, that's up for debate. Everyone has a price. Uh, you take it last year, Hugh, 21 goals. And I think it was more or less up until Christmas time, he'd had a barn door. And then the second part of the season, the ha- first half of this season He's currently sat on 17 goals So And the best part of a year Gordon You're looking at a guy scored 35-40 goals I wouldn't have put Rule that past Celtic mm. going for someone like him You kind of saw both sides of him In that goal yesterday Didn't you Because he's He's big. so he's so big and strong That the centre back Really struggles to battle with him But then when he gets the ball Under control It's not as if he's just This big battering ram He's able to so stick it in the bottom corner From outside the box On his left foot yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's not like he's Just up there to to bash people out the road He does a lot more than that Yeah absolutely And I think when you look at His variation of goals He has got Clearly got aerial uh, Power uh, He's good on the deck The way he shifted on His weaker foot as well Gordon and rifled it For what 25 yards Good play So I think he's Development as a player as well um, If Celtic are Making a move Or, or, or you know Got one eye on him He's the type of player That could go down to England And do very well Because they're always Looking for a guy Who's the guy who went to Preston It was up at Aberdeen And did Ever so well No he didn't do well That's the point no, was rubbish But I'm Jane, just saying, Jane but he's Stockley doing, Stockley's doing brilliant All right now. in England yeah but so when what? we talk the Wallach Of Morelos at Ibrooks And Edward at Celtic Park And fans say Under no circumstances Whatsoever Must either of them be Sold in the January transfer window If Aberdeen Are to launch This strategic partnership With an American side yep. Bring in a new chairman Bring in fresh investment why would you ruin the perception of it all by selling your top goal scorer in the January transfer window? John Paul, what do you think? No, I, I just, it was just a show. Obviously, I want to see Lee Griffith get back, you know, but it's just Celtic needs something different. And it's all about when all of the hell are going in. More or less, more or less, ever than it's worth spending. That line's breaking up, John Paul. It's not very clear at all. Um, we got the gist of it there, though, Hugh. I think John yeah. Paul just saying he thinks it would be, be uh, worth it, I, worth I, testing I, the water. I take his point. Uh, I think Celtic supporters yearn for a kind of John Hartson, Chris Sutton type figure. Uh, but they're not exactly dull and uninteresting at the moment. I just think it's a, it's a name that John Paul's threw in And when you look at his, his current form he, the, the, Particularly the back end of last season as well So he's obviously in decent form I think it was a valid point mm. He obviously made a few more points uh, In terms of there's a buzz about the league I totally agree with him You know, I think there's that You look at the cup finals There's more of a challenge uh, And I think it enhances uh, everything going on in Scottish football And his first point About having disagreements with his pals About the legitimacy of Rangers' challenge this season Anyone who dismisses Rangers The way things are at the moment 
is guilty of arrogance and complacency. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the football. I'll save that one for the next time you make an outlandish prediction. Anyway, it's Beat the Pundit time 0141-951-1025. It's your chance to answer more questions right than Hugh Keevens or Alex Ray. And if you do so, you win yourself the signed ball. It's as simple as that. The only catch is you need to call quickly, you need to be on the phones before the news starts. At 7 So don't hang about 0141 951 1025 This is your chance To beat the pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's a Monday It's fairly obvious We look back as always On the weekend's big talking points We started with Rangers victory At Hamilton A mixed performance In the eyes of Stephen Gerrard Some great goals But some less than convincing defending Uh, Celtic's defender Jeremy Frimpong was doing a lot of attacking on Saturday he's been getting a lot of rave reviews we've been speaking about him as well and I wonder if you Aberdeen fans have got anything you'd like to share Dave Cormack to become the new chairman a restructuring at Pitodry which also includes a partnership with Atlanta United from the MLS what do you make of it? 01419511025 we'll do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time it's Alex Ray or Hugh Keevans up against Graham from East Kilbride How are you tonight Graham? I'm not bad Good stuff Fancy your chances Been studying hard all weekend? Uh, I wouldn't say that no, but, uh, Something like that Good. I know <laughs> Good man Well listen neither of these two I can tell you that for sure we had Hugh Keevans out for his 70th birthday dinner on Friday night. Have you, you recovered? Um, the road never ends. <laughs> the party goes on. I'm going to toss the coin anyway before Hugh Keevans gets even more philo- philosophical on his head. It is Hugh Tails. It's Alex Ray. And it's Tails. So Alex against Graham, who is a Rangers fan from East Bride. So Alex, I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 to listen to. And that way, Graham, he cannot hear you any longer. So it's just you and I. You've got 30 seconds. Head to head Remember the secret is you can pass So if you don't know it Pass it Move on to the next one Okay Okay Nice one Your chance to beat the pundit Starts now What nationality Celtic fullback Jeremy Frimpong Pass Which former Rangers player Is the current manager of Airdrie Pass Brazilian side Flamengo Won which competition Over the weekend Copa Libertadores Name either Scottish club That played their home games At Cathkin Park what is the footballing nationality of St Mirren's Ilkay Durmus? Pass How many English clubs has Jose Mourinho managed? Three Which German club did Ryan Kent spend time on loan with? Schalke mm, Tricky wee one at the end Let's bring Alex Ray back and see what he's got to say for himself Alex, can you hear us? Yes Great, same set of questions to you, shall we? Yep What nationality Celtic fullback Jeremy Frimpong? Dutch Which former Rangers player Is the current manager of Airdrie? Uh, Ian Murray Brazilian side Flamengo Won which competition over the weekend? Pass Name either Scottish club That played their home games At Cathkin Park Pass What is the footballing nationality Of St Mirren's Ilkay Durmus? Austrian How many English clubs Has Jose Mourinho managed? Three And which German club Did Ryan Kent spend time on loan at? Pass Past the last question Schoolboy error What do you think Graham? Crap Graham That's uh, what I think 
Please Take mind order. your mouth, Mr. Ray. Uh, let's find out. Right, the first one. What nationality is Jeremy Frimpong? He is Dutch. Alex Ray got it. Moves into a one-goal lead. Which former Rangers player is the current manager of Airdrie? It's Ian Murray. He goes into a two-goal lead. However... Like any good football match There's always room for drama Hugh Keevans Brazilian side Flamengo won The Copa Libertadores Over the weekend Did Graham get that? He did get it Brilliant oh, you didn't. Well See done somebody's to a bit of social life Graham's in, <laughs> in, the, in the house <laughs> 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 The great thing is Graham. It's easy for him to say that But he's in here And he's tracks at bottoms This afternoon Because for the 10th day in a row All he's been doing Is cutting wood For his new fire So don't let him no. tell you That he's got the social life And you don't um, Name either Scottish club That played their home games At Cathkin Park For Lanark Or Ooh. Queen's Park Doesn't matter You only needed one of them uh, So it's an equaliser Straight away did you, get it? you did The footballing nationality Of Ilkay Durmus He is Turkish How many English clubs Has Jose Mourinho managed Three Chelsea Man Ooh. United And Spurs You both got it So if I'm, my calculations are correct We've got a, a We've got a draw at the moment Brilliant. However which, which German club Did Ryan Kent spend time On loan at I mean Could you not just guess The German Gem- club Rather yeah, than passing Yeah I know it's not really The big ones They've been well, yeah, Graham said Schalke. Oh, no, it's no Schalke. Are you sure? Positive. How sure? Well, I, I, I want to bet you. You're not a betting man, I know that. That's true. The answer is Freiburg. Luckily for you, Alex <laughs> Ray. Uh, Graham didn't get it either, which means we go Brilliant. to the tiebreaker. So, Graham, here's the deal on the tiebreaker. I'm going to read the question. I will then get Alex Ray to write his answer mm-hmm. down, and I'll then invite you to give me your attempt, Graham. Does that make sense? Uh, no worries. Good stuff. The question is this: Overall, how many appearances for Aberdeen did Ryan Jack make? Oh, very good question. So obviously it's a stab in the dark. A closest two, unless you know it for sure. How many Aberdeen appearances, all competitions, did Ryan Jack make? Hold up your piece of paper. Hugh Keevans, you might need to help me do the number crunching on this one. Okay, Graham and East Kilbride, what's your attempt? Um, one hundred and ten. Okay Graham says 110 Alex Ray says 210 The answer Is 249 In all competitions Graham I cannot believe He's done you On the tiebreaker Hard lines Ah unlucky Paul Great effort on off Tough questions tonight Graham They were quite tough Yeah. Yeah Yeah, well done. Uh, thank you very much to Graham and East Kilbride for taking part. Well done, he says grudgingly through gritted teeth <laughs> to Alex Ray for his victory on Beat the Pundit. The fun tonight doesn't end there, by the way. I'm not giving it all away just now, but let's just say that later on this hour, we've got a really good football related prize for you to win. It's going to involve keepy uppies in the studio and it's going to involve elf shoes. <laughs> I think we'll just leave it there I'll leave that hanging for a bit And we'll get back to it later on Alex, please put that down You don't get to practice uh, early on Right, 01419511025 Is the number if you want to get in touch tonight uh, If you'd rather tweet then you can do so At Clyde SSB Big day potentially Hugh For, for Scottish football oh. One of our biggest clubs Aberdeen announcing that Dave Cormack yeah. Is set to become the new chairman A restructuring at Pitodry So of course that would see uh, Stuart Milne vacate that position and interestingly as well A partnership with MLS side Atlanta United mm. um, It's going to mean Fresh investment That the Aberdonian Dave Cormack he's, you know, he's a lifelong Aberdeen fan But he'll take over after I think an AGM In the middle of December But Stuart he Milne's, is still uh, USA based As I understand it Yeah Stuart Millen's obviously been It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas
But the range, it really is beginning to look a lot like Christmas because our stores are full of fabulously festive ideas for your home, inside and out. We've a huge selection of trees and baubles, indoor and outdoor lights, even our parachuting Santas. And with so many gift and toy ideas across all departments, it's looking like you'll find everything you need right here at The Range. Shop in store or online today at therange.co.uk. The world of work is always changing, and your career may need to change too. Whether you're thinking about your choices at school or afterwards, need help to use or develop new skills. Or you're just looking to take your career down a different path. Our expert advisors and online support can help you take control of your career journey. Search Skills Development Scotland to find out more about Scotland's career service. Play Clyde One on your smart speaker, mobile and your radio across Glasgow and the West. This, this is Clyde One. Nicola Sturgeon has told MESH survivors efforts are underway to bring a specialist US surgeon to Scotland by next spring. The First Minister's met with dozens of women who've been left with serious injuries as a result of the implants. Lorna Farrell travelled to America earlier this year to have MESH removed. Every single one of us, we've trusted and trusted it every single time and time again. And so it's, I think we're a bit jaded. And really, the proof of, of how successful this has been is if the First Minister and her government and her Chief Medical Officer actually address what was brought up today. A court heard a man accused of murdering Glasgow dad Owen Hassan told another man he'd stabbed him. Craig Coral allegedly made the remark to his former friend Stephen Ward after the 30-year-old was killed outside a Pollockshaws pub last November. Ward was giving evidence at the trial of Coral and David Callaghan, who both deny murder. The trial at the High Court in Glasgow continues. A man's been rushed to hospital after he was knocked down outside Buchanan Galleries. Emergency services were called to North Hanover Street at around quarter to five this evening. The man suffered a serious arm injury. We don't have any further updates on his condition. Glasgow City Mission has announced its winter night shelter will open to the homeless this Thursday, three days earlier than planned. It comes after calls for them to open sooner during freezing temperatures last week. Jack Geddes from the group says the decision was based on the forecast for later in the week. We have been monitoring the temperatures in Glasgow and it was decided that because there's going to be a drop in temperature that we could then open the Glasgow winter night shelter as staff training had been done. TSB has announced it's going to close more than 80 branches, putting up to 400 jobs at risk and apparently playing board games can keep your mind sharp later in life. Researchers at Edinburgh Uni have been studying a 1,000 people in their 70s and found those who took part in activities like cards and chess scored well in memory and problem solving. Clyde One. Weather. Get us on your smart speaker. Ask it to play. Clyde One. Staying cloudy with outbreaks of rain and drizzle this evening, some clear spells overnight and lows of six. You're up to date. I'm Paul Kelly. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's a Monday, it's fairly obvious. We look back, as always, on the weekend's big talking points. We started with Rangers' victory at Hamilton, a mixed performance in the eyes of Stephen Gerrard. Some great goals, but some less than convincing defending. 
uh, Celtic's defender Jeremy Frimpong Was doing a lot of attacking On Saturday He's been getting a lot of Rave reviews We've been speaking about him as well And I wonder if you Aberdeen fans Have got anything you'd like to share Dave Cormack To become the new chairman A restructuring at Pataudry Which also includes a partnership With Atlanta United From the MLS What do you make of it? 01419511025 We'll do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the football. Beat the pundit time, it's Alex Ray or Hugh Keevens up against Graham from East Kilbride. How are you tonight, Graham? I'm not bad. Good stuff. Fancy your chances? Been studying hard all weekend? Uh, I wouldn't say that, uh, no, but, uh, Something like that. Good. Hello. Good man. Well, listen, neither of these two, I can tell you that for sure. We had Hugh Keevens out for his 70th birthday dinner on Friday night. Have you, you recovered? Um, the road never ends. <laughs> the party goes on. I'm going to toss the coin anyway before Hugh Keevens gets even more philo- philosophical on his head. It is Hugh Tails. It's Alex Ray. And it's Tails. So Alex against Graham, who is a Rangers fan from East Kilbride. So Alex, I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 to listen to. And that way, Graham, he cannot hear you any longer. So it's just you and I. You've got 30 seconds. Head to head Remember the secret is you can pass So if you don't know it Pass it Move on to the next one Okay Okay Nice one Your chance to beat the pundit Starts now What nationality Celtic fullback Jeremy Frimpong Pass Which former Rangers player Is the current manager of Airdrie Pass Brazilian side Flamengo Won which competition Over the weekend Copa Libertadores Name either Scottish club That played their home games At Cathkin Park what is the footballing nationality of St Mirren's Ilkay Durmus? Pass. How many English clubs has Jose Mourinho managed? Three. Which German club did Ryan Kent spend time on loan with? Schalke. Mm, tricky wee one at the end. Let's bring Alex Ray back and see what he's got to say for himself. Alex, can you hear us? Yes. Great. Same set of questions to you, shall we? Yep. What nationality Celtic fullback Jeremy Frimpong? Dutch Which former Rangers player Is the current manager of Airdrie? Uh, Ian Murray Brazilian side Flamengo Won which competition Over the weekend? Pass Name either Scottish club That played their home games At Cathkin Park Pass What is the footballing nationality Of St Mirren's Ilkay Durmus? Austrian How many English clubs Has Jose Mourinho managed? Three And which German club Did Ryan Kent Spend time on loan at? Pass Past the last question Schoolboy error What do you think Graham? Crap Graham That's what I think Please mind your mouth Mr Ray Uh, (laughs) Let's find out Right the first one What nationality Is Jeremy Frimpong He is Dutch Alex Ray got it Moves into A one goal lead Which former Rangers player Is the current manager Of Airdrie It's Ian Murray He goes into A two goal lead However like any good football match There's always room for drama Hugh Keevans Brazilian side Flamengo won The Copa Libertadores Over the weekend Did Graham get that? He did get it Brilliant oh, you didn't. Well See somebody's got a social life Graham's in, in, in the house <laughs> uh, <laughs> The great thing is Graham It's easy for him to say that But he's in here And he's tracks at bottoms This afternoon Because for the 10th day in a row All he's been doing Is cutting wood For his new fire So don't let him oh, tell yeah. you That he's got the social life And you don't um, Name either Scottish club That played their home games At Cathkin Park Third Lanark Or Ooh. Queen's Park Doesn't matter You only needed one of them uh, So it's an equaliser Straight away did he, get it? he did The footballing nationality Of Ilkay Durmus He is Turkish How many English clubs Has Jose Mourinho managed? Three 
Chelsea, Man United, Ooh. and Spurs. You both got it. So if I'm, my calculations are correct, we've it's got a draw. A, we've got a draw at the moment. Oh, really? However, which, which German club did Ryan Kent spend time on loan at? I mean, could you not just guess the German Gem- club rather yeah, than passing? I know it's not any of the big ones. Now, been, well, yeah, Graham said Schalke. Oh no, it's not Schalke. Are you sure? Positive. How sure? Well, I bet I want to bet you. You're not a betting man I know that The answer is Freiburg Luckily for you Alex <laughs> Ray uh, Graham didn't get it either Which means we go Brilliant. to the tiebreaker So Graham, Here's the deal on the tiebreaker I'm going to read the question I will then get Alex Ray To write his answer mm-hmm. down And I'll then invite you To give me your attempt Graham. Does that make sense? I don't worry Good stuff The question is this Overall How many appearances For Aberdeen Did Ryan Jack make? Oh Very good question so obviously it's a stab in the dark A closest two Unless you know it for sure How many Aberdeen appearances All competitions Did Ryan Jack make Hold up your piece of paper Hugh Keevans You might need to help me Do the number crunching On this one Okay Graham and East Bride, What's your attempt? Um, 110 Okay Graham says 110 Alex oh, Ray says 210, 210. The answer <laughs> Is 249 in all competitions Graham I cannot believe he's done you On the tiebreaker Hard lines Ah unlucky Paul Great effort enough Tough questions tonight Graham They were quite tough Yeah Yeah Yeah, well done Uh, Thank you very much To Graham and East Kilbride For taking part Well done He says grudgingly Through gritted teeth (laughs) To Alex Ray For his victory On Beat the Pundit The fun tonight Doesn't end there by the way I'm not giving it all away Just now but let's just say that later on this hour We've got a really good football related prize for you to win It's going to involve keepy uppies in the studio And it's going to involve elf shoes <laughs> I think we'll just leave it there I'll leave that hanging for a bit And we'll get back to it later on Alex, please put that down You don't get to practice uh, early on Right, 01419511025 Is the number if you want to get in touch tonight uh, If you'd rather tweet then you can do so At Clyde SSB. Big day potentially Hugh For, for Scottish football oh. One of our biggest clubs Aberdeen announcing That Dave Cormack yeah. Is set to become The new chairman A restructuring at Pitodry So of course that would see uh, Stuart Milne Vacate that position And interestingly as well A partnership with MLS side Atlanta United yeah. um, It's going to mean Fresh investment That the Aberdonian Dave Cormack he's, you know, he's a lifelong Aberdeen fan But he'll take over after I think an AGM In the middle of December But Stuart he Milne's, is still uh, USA based As I understand it Yeah Stuart Millen's obviously Been there for a long old time though Hugh So it's it's yeah, a significant years, It's a significant that. change And let's be honest Let's cut to the chase What's the bit of the fans Interested in How much yeah, How correct. much more money Are we getting How much stronger Can we be As a result of it Yeah they're fed up With Aberdeen Always being The best of the rest uh, They want to see If they can Break That glass ceiling And Either come in between Celtic and Rangers Or Go above Celtic and Rangers Now on the face of it That is a monumental task In the greatest days of Aberdeen's history When Alec Ferguson was there Winning leagues And winning European trophies Beating Real Madrid no less in the final Dick Donald was the Aberdeen chairman He was a local businessman He owned ballrooms and cinemas He was a fantastic old character And his son Ian Was also on the the Aberdeen board That was the way football looked in the early 80s. Now, it's 2019. And Aberdeen are looking for fresh investment. Dave Cormack has business interests in the USA. He's brought Atlanta United on board. What is a strategic partnership? Let's see how it works. They also want to build a new ground. 
There's an awful lot of money required for what Aberdeen want to do, but the fans don't want to see nine men holding Aberdeen to a draw, as happened yesterday in Perth. They want the club to make significant progress. We have to see how all of this works out. Any Aberdeen fans out there, let's hear from you. Are you excited? Are you cautious? Somewhere in between the new Aberdeen chairman, Dave Cormick, says he's excited about the task going forward after taking over from Stuart Mill. He says it's vital the financial health of the club comes first when investing. Maybe a bit apprehensive, nervous, but excited about what we can do. And um, this has evolved. Stuart and I have had this plan for a couple of years. The exact timing um, wasn't pinned down, but with the Atlanta relationship, etc., the timing seemed right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what we can do. Really excited about opening of the Cormac Park and the benefits we're seeing there already with the academy team and the first team training out there. I think it's really important that the financial health of the club comes first, which means we're not going back to the 90s where we built up 12, 15 million of debt that took 15 years to get rid of. We'll be competitive and we'll um, be speculative on some stuff, but we're not going to put the club at risk. We already uh, said in the press release that we're spending £9 million this season on the football operation. Outside of Celtic and Rangers, that's an incredible number of investment. So we believe we've made the investment. We, we delivered Kingsford, we delivered Cormac Park, and we've, over the last couple of years we've put about a million and a half more into the football operations budget. So we've been able to do both. Keith is an Aberdeen fan from Kirk and Tillich. Does this stuff excite you, Keith? Absolutely. We're in need of some excitement. Uh, as a, a Gothenburg veteran, when you think back of those heady days, it's been a long time since we've had any sort of success in, in Europe. Uh, before I came on, I had quite a, a read of just what the proposals are. and I didn't realise what size of an outfit Atlanta United, Atlanta United are and the connections that they've got. So not only the the financial uh, benefits potentially, but uh, these guys have obviously got their heads screwed on and have been planning this for some time. So, no, there is an element of excitement there, but like everyone else, it's going to take quite a period of time to, to implement that. But what I particularly like the sound of is them looking at punching significantly above their weight and targeting the, the kind of top 100 in, in Europe because we're, we're about 70 or 80 Places below that As it stands at the moment Never mind Europe though uh, Keith Just stay here Stay at home How much money Would be required To get above A, a Celtic side Who have Tens of millions Of pounds in the bank Who have A, a multi-million pound squad A Rangers squad Able now To bring in Ryan Kent At seven million pounds And so on and so forth That is the task That lies in front Is it, of is it really though Is it I mean, is that not over the top? Well, what, what's the point then? <laughs> well, to, to get closer, to win, to win stuff, to win more than they currently are, to be stronger, and then when the when the third place finishes or, or the cup final victories that they hope come, when that gets you into Europe, as Keith says, then do better and, and improve your standing there. I'm not sure Dave Cormack's going to stand and say, you know, this is you know, this is us. We're targeting Celtic's crown, is he? Well, I mean, if you bring Atlanta United on board and Keith has given them. Uh, the once over and has found out the the extent of their wealth. I don't think you do you do all this with the aim of winning the Scottish Cup or the League Cup. You have to be aiming higher than that. Uh, and I know that tremendous work has gone on Cormac Park, 
the plans that are there for the building of a new stadium, but how much money would be required to do all that and get a successful team on the park? Keith, what, what, what's the realistic aim then? Well, I think, taking t- on Hugh's point there, I mean, money is significant, absolutely, and, and you have to sustain that. But, you know, give me an example. You, you look at that Sheffield United, Manchester United game yesterday, right? That, that would be your sort of Celtic versus Aberdeen type situation. Sheffield United played that team off the park for more than three quarters of the game. And that's how we would have to play in these games against the old firm and then do what we can't do at the moment is beat the likes of St. Johnson and other teams at the lower level of the league. So having the right manager, having the right support, and then making those players play out their skin every week, then it's possible. Don't say it's not. Highly unlikely, but it's possible. Keith, actually, it's encouraging. Uh, I think the signs that Dave Cormack are actually making in terms of the training grounds up and running, that gives you the next generation because you've got them in good facilities. I was speaking to Alex McLeish the other day who was up uh, and says it's an amazing facility. So that's taking the club forward And I think it's um, as long as the club's going forward And then you're actually talking about investment You may well get loan deals for Atalanta, uh, Atlanta uh, Over in the States as well So there's lots of uh, positive data And I think the key thing from his statement there Was that they will not run the club into the ground Like they did back in the 90s Because it took yeah. them so long to run So the, the, the key thing is that the club's moving forward I think the fascinating bit as well Is for people to look at that relationship with Atlanta And say what does it mean I think you, you asked yeah. the question Hugh Keevans Dave Cormack says it will have benefits on and off the pitch He says it should boost commercial opportunities More money Whilst also opening opportunities to bring new players to the club Their scouting in South America In particular is incredible Their reach in there So you know um, hopefully we're able to, to, to unearth um, a gem, young player gem there that we're able to take to Aberdeen. Atlanta's got roster limits, right? And so, um, you know, so it, it kind of makes sense for them to look out for us down there. And in Europe, we've already um, helped them scout a number of players because we have all the data on them. And so I think the, the economy is a scale related to player uh, development or, or player identification, I should say, and scouting will be there. And commercially, you know, um, we haven't pinned anything down yet, but they have a, Atlanta has a million fans um, on social media following them. We, we've got 100,000. Uh, a lot of those fans, um, the fan experience there, average crowd of 54,000, will now be able to follow Atlanta and Aberdeen 12 months of the year overlapping. So things like Red TV, our DNA initiatives, um, you know, we look at partnerships as well from a sponsorship perspective. We think that's going to benefit us too. Thank you very much to Keith, uh, an Aberdeen fan from Kirk and Tillich. That certainly all sounds good to you. Yeah. Of course, like anything, it's you, you have to wait. There has to be an element of, of waiting to see how these things. As I say, the world, is, the world has moved on, and Aberdeen have taken recognition of that fact. And Dave Cormack has come in with 21st century ideas. Stuart Milne, let it be said, was a terrific servant to Aberdeen Mm -hmm. and for two decades put plenty of money into the club and should be thanked. Mm. However, Dave Cormack, to me, seems to have come in with this 21st century philosophy. He now has to make it work on and off the park. In fact, he has to build a new park for the Aberdeen fans. Uh, Stephen is in Thornley Bank and 
Technically he wants to talk about Aberdeen But very much with a, a Glasgow twist Stephen, what's on your mind? Uh, I would like to see Cosgrove at Rangers okay. I think it'd be brilliant Is that something that Has he been sort of winning you over recently Stephen? Have you thought this for a while Or is it, is it in the last uh, the time we, that we've played him Well, we've when he's played us He's been outstanding I think him and Morales In the same team would be immense I'm not saying it's an exact science But you're, you're doing something right If on one show yeah. we've got a Celtic fan phoning in And saying yeah. we should sign Sam Cosgrove And then half an hour if, uh, later a Rangers was, fan phoning If I was Sam Cosgrove I'd be in the morning asking for a wage increase <laughs> uh, But I go back to the point I've just heard Dave Cormack Speak about his plans to move Aberdeen forward They are as entitled as Rangers are To say no sale where Morelos is concerned or Celtic are able to say no sale where Edward is concerned. Aberdeen are entitled to say we've got to move on mm. and we move on with him because he's our best goal scorer. So I don't think the public would look upon the sale of Sam Cosgrove at this time as being indicative of an Aberdeen side who wanted to move forward in a significant manner. Stephen, realistically, how much would it take to get him? Because... Rightly or wrongly Aberdeen turned down Multiple millions For Scott McKenna In the past Is there a suggestion Well I'm sure there is a suggestion They would do the same With Cosgrove surely Well uh, Talking in Rangers terms It would be double I guaranteed You're talking about 14 million isn't it? Aberdeen just don't like Selling players to Rangers I would no. also like to see Lewis Ferguson Back at Rangers That was one that was Doing the rounds yes. A little while ago Alex um, I'll ask you the same question It's in fact I know they're frustrating questions Because you're only worth What someone's willing to pay But but realistically Given the way Aberdeen view them What do you think They're expecting? Uh, maybe about 5 million Maybe On a good day If, you, if you're talking about A championship club I think that's very Realistic uh, In terms of uh, Stephen's original point He'd like to see him Play up front with Morelos The way Rangers shape up And they have done uh, Under Stephen Gerrard Of late They don't play with two strikers So I don't see that Actually changing anytime soon They've actually bought So many wingers so that they can mix things up coming off the side. It's more a 4-3-3. But in terms of Cosgrove, I think he's obviously going to be sought after sooner oh. rather than later because when he's scoring the goals and the manner in what he's doing, he'll be on plenty of people's radar. Stephen and Thornley Bank, thank you very much for the suggestion. 01419511025. Listen to this. This is going to be good fun, Hugh Keevans. Uh-huh. Jingle Balls. With Ladbrokes, backing Scottish football. Please gamble responsibly. We're feeling generous It's that time of the year Jingle balls We're about to play with Ladbrokes Every evening this week Our two pundits Are going to go head to head In a keepy uppy competition The only catch is They're going to have to do it Whilst wearing elf shoes With bells on And all sorts Now we need two callers To come on You pick a side You pick either Alex Ray How many English Premier League appearances Or you pick Hugh Keevans Brilliant for Drumchapel Boys Club back in the day you pick either one of them and you can win the following fantastic prize two match tickets to a Ladbrokes SPFL game of your choice any league fixture you can choose them only catch is you must be 18 or over hospitality and match tickets of course subject availability and for the home side only if you want to take part 0141 951 1025 call us right now because you only have until the end of this break Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompsons.com It's beginning to look a lot like 
Christmas. At the rage, it really is beginning to look Everywhere a lot like Christmas because our stores are full of fabulous home decor ideas to make your home look amazing this festive season. We've got gorgeous ideas for every room in our furniture, lighting, gallery and home decor departments. And there's still time to finish that DIY project with our amazing selection of wallpaper and paints that will make any room sparkle. Shop in store or online today at therange.co.uk. You've heard about the high-specification apartments in Glasgow's sought-after West End. Surrounded by acres of stunning parkland. You've longed for cafes and bars on your doorstep, excellent transport links and private parking. You've dreamt of the truly unique luxury lifestyle at Jordan Hill Park. Now, experience it for yourself. Our highly anticipated show apartment is now open. Find out more at cala.co.uk. Lagoon, one of Scotland's favourite places for fish and chips, has reopened its long-standing Argyle Street branch. We have something on our menu to satisfy everyone. Whether you're a daytime shopper, nighttime partier or celebrity visitor. Whether it's for a traditional Scottish breakfast or one of our famous fish teas. Our restaurant is now open from 8.30am till 2am, seven days a week. Blue Lagoon, try our new upsized and redecorated 80-seater restaurant underneath Glasgow Central Station Bridge. Antibiotics, we're wonderful pills But don't ever think we'll cure all of your ills So every time you feel a bit under the weather Don't always think that we can make you better Take us for the wrong thing that's dangerous to do When you really need us we can stop working for you So please don't end up paying the price Always take your doctor's advice Taking antibiotics when you don't need them puts you and your family at risk. Take your doctor or nurse's advice and keep antibiotics working. Warm up this winter with the award-winning Volvo SUV range. All feature-packed for connectivity, safety and comfort. Forget the de-icer. Remote start via the Volvo OnCall app. Enjoy peace of mind with the latest safety innovations. And now, with the option of plug-in hybrid technology across the range, you can drive emissions free at the switch of a button. Take on the Scottish winter, the Swedish way. Search Volvo SUV to find out more. At Lidl, we're big on all those Christmas parties. The season to be jolly. Try our party time Indian snack selection for only $2.99. And our party time mac and cheese bites for just $1.19. Big on a Christmas you can believe in. Now that's big on quality and always little on price. Subject to availability, selected stores exclude an eye. You're out for Sunday lunch with the whole family. What could be better? Except when the time comes to pay, you can't find your debit card. Don't panic. You can freeze it instantly. With the Bank of Scotland mobile banking app, you can freeze a misplaced Visa debit card instantly and unfreeze it again when you find it. And your brother-in-law can pay the bill. <laughs> Generous to a fault, that man. You can only free certain transaction types. Available to mobile app customers only. Minimum operating systems apply, so check your app store for details. Terms and conditions apply. The countdown to Christmas is on. And Voyage Maison have a great opportunity for you to kit out your home this winter with fresh and distinctive style at affordable prices. Take advantage of their warehouse clearance sale from Friday 29th November until Monday 2nd December with up to 70% off furniture, curtains, fabrics, home accessories and more. As well as exclusive clearance deals online at voyageoutlet.com. For more and a chance to win a Voyage Maison hamper worth £150, go to Clyde1.com. 
start your new year the right way with South Lanarkshire College. Learn Italian, childhood practice or construction crafts starting in January 2020. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on all the weekend's big talking points and still plenty more to come. What about you, St Mirren fans? How important was that victory over the weekend? Let's hear from you. I'm sure we'll continue to get more praise for Jeremy Frimpong and, and Ryan Kent. Those seem to be the two guys from either of the big Glasgow sides. Uh, who caught the eye at the weekend We've still got a full time teaser to get ready as well But I can always find time for this Jingle Balls With Ladbrokes backing Scottish football Please gamble responsibly Love this Jingle Balls with Ladbrokes oh, We're feeling do, do generous <laughs> We're feeling generous We're going to give you fantastic prizes Every single night this week Here's the fun part Our two pundits are going to go head to head In a keepy-uppy competition But they must do it whilst wearing a big Stupid elf shoe With a bell on the front And a curly toe And everything You've got Hugh Evans Up against Alex Ray Let's meet tonight's two callers First up tonight is Colin in Ayrshire How are you Colin? Great thanks Yourself? Not too bad at all And up against John in Mary Hill How are you John? I'm good thanks How are you? Yeah not too bad at all Right, Here's the deal gentlemen I'm going to toss the coin uh, Colin you were through first You're through on line A So I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads You get stuck Sorry you get given Hugh Evans <laughs> And if it's tails You get given Alex Ray Okay Yep And you've been stuck Sorry you've been given Hugh Keevans Because it is a heads Colin in Ayrshire That's who you would have picked Anyway isn't it Oh definitely 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 And Alex Ray You will be representing John in Mary Hill So without further ado Hugh Keevans has his Elf shoe on Get the headphones off Please Hugh Step round this way uh, this way, if you don't mind. Oh, a, Colin, I don't, Colin I don't mean to worry you, but he doesn't even know which way he's walking in the studio. <laughs> uh, and he's a lefty. I've I, I just found out for the first time Hugh Keevans is a lefty. He's got his uh, he's got his elf shoe on. Let's see it, Mister Keevans. Drop that ball. One, two, three. He's not bad. Four, five, but six. What? By the way, six. That was not bad. He had a, a couple of knees in there as well. Rolled back the years. I'm quite impressed oh, well, What do you think? Alright for an old man Not too bad at all Six right Alex Ray Come on then let's have it One Two Three Four Ah <laughs> oh, it's only got four Hugh Keevans takes the victory Over Alex Ray I cannot believe What I've just witnessed how, Alex how many English Premier League appearances? Not enough uh, Hugh Keevans how many have you got? Zero Well that doesn't matter That pales in significance Because Hugh Evans Takes the victory For Colin In Ayrshire John What do you make of that? You must be Absolutely Distraught Distraught John On the flip side Colin You must be a happy man Oh over the moon Over the moon I can tell you He's now raised his elf shoe Above his head Colin Like it's a trophy and he's waving it he around the studio cash for kids. I think we will I think we'll get Hugh Evans to sign it Anyway The bottom line is Colin You are the winner Two match tickets For a Ladbrokes SPFL <laughs> Game of your choice The only catch You must be over 18 You certainly sound over 18 No offence uh, They are subject to availability And for the home side only So you're a, a Rangers fan Colin Have you got any ideas yep. Of what game you might pick? Eh. Uh... <laughs> I'll maybe even wait to the next door for game. I thought you option. might say that. I thought you might say that. Stay on the line. Uh, Producer Dan will get your details. Thank you very much. That was Colin in Ayrshire and John in Maryhill playing this competition with Ladbrokes backing Scottish football. You can download their app, by the way. Uh, please do gamble responsibly. And if you want to watch the video footage, <laughs> head to at Clyde SSB. Alex Ray, that must be a career low.
No, no, really. Listen, Colin's a big winner there. He uh, is going to see Rangers if you look for somebody to go with Colin. <laughs> <laughs> and Hugh Keevens, I didn't know you had it in you. We were well, a bit of a player back in the day. You looked comfortable there. I, I was a fairly <laughs> average left back. Jeremy Frimprong had nothing to worry about. <laughs> I, I'm just hoping this does not affect my left home. I don't know why. I've just never seen him kick a ball. I didn't know he was left-footed. Well, uh, just great, wonderful. Anyway, that was Jingle Balls with Ladbrokes. Uh, all this week, by the way, we're giving away those prizes. Um, you might even say that those prizes get get better as, as the week goes on. There are some really good ones in there, mm. so please stay tuned. At this time every night, Hugh Evans is the victor. I'm looking forward to Gordon Deal against Roger Hanna already <laughs> oh, uh, tomorrow night. We do have a teaser though to get up and running. Just quickly, we'll move on. Uh, John Streleski sent this one in. Can you name eight ex Old Firm employees that were included in the squads for the Scottish Cup final of '87 between St Mirren? And Dundee United Famous cup final Because it was the last one Where it was all Scottish players Lee involved Ferguson. So can you name Eight ex-old firm employees Included in the squads For the final in 87 Between St Mirren And Dundee United Frank McGarvey Frank McGarvey yes What did you say Alex? Ian Ferguson Yes Was Billy Thompson playing? Yes Okay we'll leave that there That's three of eight so that's not too bad at all Not bad whatsoever Okay uh, Keep the calls coming in please 01419511025 I'm still not heard from any St Mirren fans out there This might be the ideal time This is what Jim Goodwin had to say After that win against Ross County at the weekend I am happy Yeah of course I am I'm always happy when we win um, I was a little bit frustrated to be honest And you know I, I felt we, we could have made it a lot more comfortable Than what it was But Really pleased with the players. A fantastic uh, character they showed. Um, you know, to go a goal behind and and to come back and win it like that. And what a fantastic goal to to go and get all three points. What a fantastic goal to win it. You know, um, Tony Andrew plays a big part in it. Does really well. Kyle McAllister, a good ball around the corner. Actually, the two subs. You you make substitutes and you you um, you want them to come on and make an impact. And you know, the two boys were involved in the goal. And obviously, Sam Foley will get all the plaudits because it's a, a hell of a strike. But uh, that's the pleasing thing for me today. You know, when when the strikers aren't um, aren't at it and, and aren't uh, you know finding the back of the net, then we need to have players from different areas of the pitch um, chipping in. And today we got that. We got that with Sean McLaughlin getting the equaliser, and then one of our midfielders obviously going to get in the winner. So good that you even picked it as your goal of the weekend yeah. uh, Hugh Keevens Because there are two ways of looking at it The quality of the strike And it was from Sam Foley But the significance of it And what it meant to St Mirren You've got Hearts mm. Hamilton St Mirren And St Johnston Now all on 11 points That's why I say The the game tomorrow night in Paisley Should be an absolute cracker Jack Ross returns Jim Goodwin's the man in charge now And he would love to follow up that win with another one And it would be A terrific psychological boost It would be a much harder game Than Ross County put up I thought Ross County at 1-1 Were quite happy with that uh, But St Mirren knew That they couldn't walk off the park With only one point And so well done Jim Goodwin And Sam Foley Yeah it was vitally important And I think when I was watching The highlights as well Gordon I think uh, Ross County Had a really a good opportunity at the back post for a header which was cleared off the, the line I think it was McLaughlin as well who, who cleared it off the line so uh, very important but Jim's absolutely right there the importance of that can they can kick on now big game tomorrow night uh, I mean it is so tight at the bottom Hugh so it's you know, can't really get carried away either way mm. um, but the signs there for St Mirren you're, you're always looking to see if you can uh, make your, your home place hard Place to come, you know, yeah. make, make it a fortress. That's the, the whole sort of cliche, isn't it? And St. Mirren's home record certainly 
Mid-table, Gordon Decent Six at the moment so. I, I look around But the bottom four Hamilton Aki's put up a Strong Showing yesterday Against Rangers But They're still down there One of the four Joint bottom of the table Hearts are a fascinating story No sporting director yet Austin McPhee's Hopes of becoming manager I think Dashed Altogether By the defeat at Kilmarnock Their next game is at Ibrooks. They'll get nothing out of that They are at the moment Going nowhere fast uh, And they need to get themselves sorted out So if St Mirren could take anything tomorrow night It would be massive for them Yeah you'd have to think That that Hugh's not far off with that assessment Alex Tomorrow is huge And it's got the the Jack Ross effect And and everything else It's a real fascinating game Yeah and uh, when you look at St Mirren's form Gordon you'd have to think They're the favourites You know they've they've picked up 11 points at home Uh, They'll be looking to capitalise on that as well And uh, I was watching the Hibs as well You know the the Motherwell actually did okay A couple of opportunities So there's clearly things that They'll be looking to improve on as well Jim obviously uh, Sorry uh, Jack Ross and he will be looking to try and capitalise and to close that gap. You know, I think there's six points between them and Kamarnock. He'll be looking to try and squeeze up to try and maybe get a European spot. Uh, let's take another call. John is on the line. John's a Rangers fan. What did you take away from yesterday, John? Uh, the same point I always talk about every week. A right. man can't defend. Who? He cannot defend. Who? <laughs> Tav. <laughs> hey, man, he just doesn't know how to defend. I don't what? like slagging him off, but the man, hey, we talk about him week in and week out. Uh, he's poor at defending, great going forward, but just doesn't he? I just don't know what you do to teach that man. What do you think, Alex? Aye. Has John been harsh? Did he do anything particularly wrong well, yesterday? There, there was a particular time where he um, he jumped on, under 